Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. All of us have sinned. All of us need God's amazing grace. And so Solomon is saying, listen, recognize the human condition that we're flawed. And I like the message translation of verse 20. It says this, there is not one totally good person on the earth, not one who is truly pure and sinless. There's not one except when Jesus came. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. Changing our lives so we can be our heads and feet. There are things that will happen that we can never understand. Things like young Christians dying or children being terminally ill. We want to think that these are things that God would not allow, yet sometimes He does. Pastor Ed tells us that Solomon pondered these things too, and that ultimately he decided that there are some things we simply cannot understand. Perhaps these things happen because of the flawed nature of mankind. Or perhaps it is something greater and more relevant to God's plan. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's message. Building in faith. Do you ever feel like you live in a soap opera? You know, maybe it's as the world turns or something like that, or the days of our lives. Well, the title of the message this morning is The Days of Our Lives. There are times in our life where it just seems one thing after another, after another, after another happens. Now, there are good times and there are difficult times. There's times where we're on the mountaintop, then other times where we feel like, We're just literally in the valley. Solomon recognized that that is life. Christians sometimes come and expect that they could escape the valleys, that they could go around the hill rather than over the hill. They have an idealistic view of what life should be. The scriptures correct that. Help us to see what life really, truly is like. Stand with me as you turn in your Bible to Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. The title of the message is The Days of Our Lives. And Job 14.1 reads, How frail is humanity, how short is life. How full of trouble. Solomon said it this way. Chapter 7, verse 13. Accept the way God does things. For who can straighten what he has made crooked? Enjoy prosperity while you can. But when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. Remember that nothing is certain in life. I have seen everything in this meaningless life, including the death of good young people and the long life of wicked people. 
So don't be too good or too wise. Why destroy yourself? On the other hand, don't be too wicked either. Don't be a fool. Why die before your time? Pay attention to these instructions. For anyone who fears God will avoid both extremes. One wise person is stronger than ten leading citizens of a town. Not a single person on the earth is always good and never sins. Don't eavesdrop on others. You may hear your servant curse you. For you know how often you yourself have cursed others. I've always tried my best to let wisdom guide my thoughts and actions. I said to myself, I'm determined to be wise. But it didn't work. Wisdom is always distant and difficult to find. I I searched everywhere, determined to find wisdom and to understand the reason for things. I was determined to prove myself that wickedness is stupid and that foolishness is madness. I discovered that a seductive woman is a trap more bitter than death. Her passion is a snare, and her soft hands are chains. Those who are pleasing to God will escape her, but sinners will be caught in her snare. This is my conclusion, says the teacher. I discovered this after looking at the matter from every possible angle. Though I have searched repeatedly, I have not found what I was looking for. Only one out of a thousand men is virtuous, but not one woman. But I did find this. God created people to be virtuous, but they have each turned to follow their own downward path. Wow. That's hard to understand, isn't it? Well, we're going to plow through this passage of Scripture, and I'm going to ask you to pay close attention as we navigate through the Word of God to discover what the Scripture is saying. Let's pray. Lord, open the eyes of our understanding. Open our hearts to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And Father, we ask for clarity of communication as well as your spirit taking these words of inspired scripture and giving us insight how we are to live the days of our lives in Jesus name amen probably if there was any passage of scripture in Ecclesiastes and there are many passages but this is probably the most difficult to understand and so that's why it's important to really follow closely along. In fact, the NIV, New Living Translation, Revised Standard Version, English Standard Version, New King James, they translate it differently at different places because literally it can be translated differently. The Hebrew isn't in some places definitive in the way it could be interpreted. But I want to ask you a question. How would you feel... If in a prayer line, your brother, your father, your son was prayed for, and his friend was also in that prayer line with a a need, a sickness, and his friend was healed and he wasn't healed. That was your husband, your friend, your brother. 
How'd you feel if your family member was in prison and they were with other believers and your family member was executed? But the friend of the family had a supernatural deliverance and they were taken out of that situation. Well, the story is told in Acts chapter 12 where James, the brother of John, one of the apostles, was killed by Herod, but Peter divinely delivered by God. Both of them in prison. Let me ask you a question about some more recent events. How did you feel about April 27th, 2011? When many of you heard that on U.S. Route 175 in Texas, car going eastbound went into the westbound lane and head-on collision, and Dave Wilkerson was suddenly killed. A man of God who was given so many prophetic words. Now his wife, for I believe a couple of decades, struggled with cancer. Now she survived that accident only to die maybe a little over a year later of cancer. How do you explain things that happen in life that seem to go against the promises of God and what we think life should be like? Well, Solomon is going to address that issue head on, right from this text. And so as we look at our lives, the days of our lives, we will see that they're unpredictable, can't always tell the future. And he gives us a way to navigate through the difficulties of life. In Ecclesiastes... He begins to tell us that there are unexplainable seasons in our life. Unexplainable seasons during our life. In verse 15, in this meaningless life of mine, I have seen both of these, a righteous man perishing in his righteousness and a wicked man living along in his wickedness. Now, notice the text. You see somebody that's righteous and they perish early. You see some wicked person, and they live to be 110. In the first service afterwards, one of our congregants, Ann, came to me, and she said, Pastor, yesterday I was at a funeral, and I just didn't understand it, because this man's daughter, his wife, and now he's died, and he was a deacon in the church, a good man, And it just didn't make sense. And I said, Lord, explain it. Help me understand it. Well, here Solomon is grappling with that issue. Why do things happen the way we would look at it and say, wait a minute. Doesn't Psalm 91 say that he will bless us with long life if we love him and serve him, and set our heart upon him? Doesn't the commandment say, honor your father and mother so that you may live long? Doesn't Proverbs promise that we'll have a long life if we follow righteousness and wisdom? Well, 
Solomon is grappling with the seeming contradictions that happen along the journey for the believer. And I believe part of the answer is this. God never puts himself in a box. In Proverbs, he's talking about generalities. Generally, that is true. He's talking about generally the righteous are going to live longer and the wicked are going to die earlier. They live a wicked lifestyle. But it doesn't mean it always happens in every particular case. Because God numbers each of our days. There is a sovereign will and a sovereign plan that he has. Go with me back to the epistle that Jesus sent personally to the church at Smyrna. They were a church that had nothing to criticize. Good people. Uh, Listen to what Jesus says to this church. I know about your suffering and your poverty. But you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those who are opposing you. They say they are Jews, but they are not. Because their synagogue belongs to Satan. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for ten days. But if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you a crown of life. Now that was a good church. And yet, Jesus said, you're going to suffer. Some of you are going to lose your life. We know that Antipas was a church father. He was martyred. And and when you look at that church, you say, boy, all of their suffering. Why does God allow that? How many of you wondered at the Coptic Christians that were killed, beheaded in Egypt And all the things that we hear about Christians being persecuted and suffering. What Solomon is saying is there are going to be times and seasons and days and periods of our life that we simply will not be able to explain. Now, I know what some of you are ready to do. Because Solomon tells us we're ready to do that. He says, don't be too righteous or too wise. Right after that. What is he saying? Don't be righteous, too righteous, too wise. He's saying, don't get on your high horse and pontificate and say, well, I know why these people died and I know why they're suffering and I know why this and I understand that you'd be joining Job's friends. There are things in life that we cannot fathom or understand. He says, don't be too wise, don't be too righteous. Say, well, if they had faith or if they were righteous like me. And what he's saying is avoid extremes. Don't become a Pharisee. And then he goes to the other extreme. He says, don't be too wicked or too foolish. Why die early? What he's saying there is this. Don't go to the other extreme and say, well, if that's the way God's people are treated, I'm going to just go out and do my own thing. I'm going to pave my own path. I'm going to go my own way. I'm going to just chuck it in. 
It's not worth it serving God. If you're a Christian, you can get cancer and die young. We need a theology of healing. We also need a theology of suffering. Both are a part of the journey for the believer. And Solomon is saying to us, there aren't easy answers. Let me read to you the words of God to us, to you, to me. Here's how we're to frame our thinking. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Life is complex. There are mysteries. I love Psalm 91. I pray for it for myself, and I pray for it over people that I know. And and I've seen God spare and extend and, and do miracles. And I believe he does. But I also have seen where God chooses not to listen to our prayers and does something very, very different. You can't put them in a box. You can't control them on the strings. He is the creator. We are the creation. He is sovereign. And we must not attempt to climb into the judge's seat and judge God. That's what Solomon is saying. Don't be too righteous. Don't be too wise. Don't go and begin criticizing God. He knows what he's doing, even though we don't understand him. So there are unexplainable days, seasons, in our lives. And then there is a wisdom he acknowledges that will help us navigate our lives. Now, there's unexplainable seasons, but there is wisdom. In verse 19, wisdom makes one wise man more powerful than 10 rulers in the city. What he's saying, you can get 10 good politicians who understand sociology, political science, and understand their times. And you have one God-fearing person who has wisdom. And they'll have more insight because God is involved in their lives. Because they have a wisdom that comes from above. A wisdom from scripture. So one wise person who has a walk with God will understand sometimes more than ten professors from Harvard, Princeton, and Yale, trying to figure out the problems if they don't know God. He's recognizing that wisdom is a strength. It's a source of security. And so he tells us, number one, the human condition is flawed. Number one, the human condition is flawed. In verses 21 to 2, do not pay attention to every word people say, or you may hear your servant cursing you. For you know in your heart that many times you yourself have cursed others. What he's saying is this, don't expect perfection from others. 
You know, we're so quick sometimes to say, well, hmm, look what she did, look what he did. Uh, don't be so quick to judge others. So what he is saying is this. Don't go along and say, what did she say? What did he say? And you just, you know, you get all bent out of shape. Some things you just let go, let, let it go off your back like water on a duck's back. Because haven't you said things behind people's backs that you wouldn't have said to their face? Anybody ever did that? It's very, very quiet. All of us have sinned. All of us need God's amazing grace. And so Solomon is saying, listen, recognize the human condition that we're flawed. And I like the message translation of verse 20. It says this, there is not one totally good person on the earth, not one who is truly pure and sinless. There's not one except when Jesus came except when the Lamb of God came to take away the sins of the world. All of us have feet of clay. And so don't be quick to judge others. Don't be quick to point the fingers. Don't be quick to suddenly, oh, look what she, he. Then he goes on to say, Not only look at the human condition, wisdom helps you see that. Wisdom helps you understand that people are imperfect because you are imperfect. And then he goes on to say there are limitations on wisdom. Just again, that idea again of unexplainable. He said, I have always tried my best to let wisdom guide my thoughts and action. I said to myself, I'm determined to be wise, but it didn't work. Wisdom is always distant and difficult to find. Now, you've got to remember, this is Solomon speaking. God gave Solomon the gift of wisdom. And he solved incredible problems and, and wrote insightful proverbs and had incredible insight. But there are limitations. There are some things that you come against that you simply have to write over it. Mystery. Don't try and unravel it. Don't try and take the mystery out of mystery. Recognize that there are limitations. He realized that there are some things that only God understands. And only God fully sees and knows. And you have to say, okay, God, I acknowledge that you are all wise. And you do all things well. Then he notices something else. The human condition, wisdom helps you navigate. You recognize people are flawed. You recognize that no one's perfect. You recognize that there are limitations. Some situations you just don't simply understand and you won't understand why certain things happen the way they do. And then there are pitfalls on the journey. He said, this is one of the things that wisdom taught me. I searched everywhere, determined to find wisdom, to understand the reason for things. I was determined to prove to myself that wickedness is stupid and that foolishness is madness. That's what he said. I was determined to do that. What he was saying is this, that immorality is destructive. It's a trap. 
We're so glad you joined us today for another edition of Building in Faith as Dr. Ed Jones shares truth and wisdom from the book of Ecclesiastes. We pray that you've been encouraged by today's message and that you desire to seek God's will for your own life. Following God is an adventure, but it's filled with the freedom that grace provides and blessings beyond compare. Would you like to know more about having a relationship with God? We'd love to tell you more. Please give us a call at 845-462-5955 and let us share how Jesus has changed our lives. If you'd like to learn more about the Building in Faith radio ministry or to hear more messages from Pastor Ed, visit our website at buildinginfaithradio.com. There you'll also find more information about Pastor Ed and the activities for your family at Faith Assembly. Our church has weekly services on Sundays at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. and again on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. And we'd be honored to have you join us if you're in the Poughkeepsie area. Each service is spent in fellowship with other believers, learning more about our Savior and praising Him for all He's done for us. Give us a call for more information. Our number again is 845-462-5955. We hope today's message has blessed you and that no matter what's happening in your life right now, you're tuning into Jesus for the love and guidance you need. Please join us next time on Building in Faith Radio as Pastor Ed continues his study in Ecclesiastes. Your word